Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. James is like the black Phil Baker. <laughs> you just, you never know. You that never, you, feel. you never know what he got going on behind the scenes. But he, on the surface, you're like, okay. <laughs> like Phil Baker, you wouldn't know Phil Baker got all the scams. Yeah, behind the but Phil comes in and loafers all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, back on the round table here at ESPN 680, 105.7. Phil Baker was just showing me his loafers. That, these are like Burlington Coach Factory's like uh, $20 dress shoes. Yeah, I like those Thank a lot. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I called the, the he, James is the black Phil Baker. And, and that make me the, <laughs> or does that make him the, or me the white James You're Black? You're the white James Black. Yeah. Okay. I can totally see that. I, I like that a lot. I, I like that. I like that comparison very, very we'll, much. We'll run it by HR <laughs> to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. And uh, before we get Ty Spalding in here and start the blitz, uh, hey, want to thanks uh, say thanks to Adam and his staff for dropping off Wing Zone Catering to the ESPN Louisville Studios. Perfect for your next tailgate. And hey, try their new chicken sandwich. It's delicious. Order online. Wingzone.com. Three area locations in Metro Louisville. Get ready for a championship Sunday. Get ready for the basketball game this weekend. They got you covered. Let's go ahead and start the blitz. Ty Spaulding, Cardinalsports.com. Hello, Ty. How are you doing? Doing well, fellas. How, how are we uh, on this rainy Thursday? How, oh. how, the, uh, how the fellas holding up? We're, we're, we're hanging Good. in there. We're holding it together here, uh, Ty. So before we get into like some real basketball talk, who would you have one-on-one winning the game? Would you have Saul Smith in his prime or Zan Payne now? Who would win in a, in a one-on-one basketball game? Well, I mean, you look at Zan Payne's defense, I think it's hard to pick against – um, that lockdown defense in a one-on-one setting. So I got to go with Zan. <laughs> there you go. It's a little Zan Payne vote of confidence for Ty Spalding. Uh, but yeah, Ty, I mean, it's, it's, it's been another mess of a week uh, for the Louisville team. And, and you know, something that, uh, I, you know, C.L. Brown wrote an article. And, and we love C.L. around here. Zach listens to his podcast. We, we've heard him admit that before. Um, but it was, it was kind of like, you know, Louisville continues to pile up. Um, how did he word it? Not respectable losses, but, you know, good effort losses or whatever the wording was. I think it was competitive. Competitive. There it is. Like competitive losses or whatever. Uh, I mean, that's how I mean, losing's one thing. But now this new narrative that's emerging here, Ty, is, is with, well, you know, they're looking, they're losing, but hey, they're fighting. They're, they're playing hard. They're looking better in the losses. Uh, where do you come down on that narrative and that way of thinking? Well, I mean, Saturday at Wake Forest was nothing close of a beatdown. I mean, they were never competitive in that game. I mean, that that's the total clunker that does not need to be from grouped into a performance where the team showed fight. You know, on um, against Duke, they lost by 14. I mean... Did we? Did any of us ever think that Louisville was going to win that game? No. And to me, that that really tells you that it it wasn't that competitive. I mean, they Duke was up almost twenty points, you know, in the first half. And look, I'm not taking anything away from Louisville, but if you're some of these teams that build a big lead against Louisville, you're gonna lose focus a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's the human element of basketball. So I'm not buying it. And again, like I said. You go back two games to Wake Forest. I mean, they got drummed and they they looked lifeless. So 
that that narrative is not going to fly with me, and I don't think a 14-point loss and a 16-point loss, uh, which is what they lost North Carolina by, I don't think I don't think that's a close loss. I mean, that's a pretty comfortable win. The last time I checked, I don't know if you if you beat a team by by 14 points, I'd, I'd say that's a that's a comfortable win. I mean, obviously. You know, some you know some games might have some garbage points scored here or there, but right. I mean, I felt like Duke by 14 was pretty indicative of of how that game went, and to me, that's just really not that competitive. Well, they're trending back in that bad direction. I mean, they had the, the the win at Miami, and then since then they lost at or versus NC State at the Yum Center by six. So you're like, okay, that's a comp- comp- quote competitive loss. Then they lose to North Carolina by 16. Then they lose to Wake Forest. Uh, by by you know fifteen points. Uh, no, no, sorry, no, no, by 25. 25, 25, sorry, yeah. 25, 25 points. Then they lose to Duke. You know, eighty three sixty nine. So like this idea that these are competitive losses, they're not. They're they're, they're back to getting blown thing. out again. Here's another thing we need to keep in mind: like this ACC is, is not a good league, right? Like, I mean, they could they could potentially only get two teams in the NCAA tournament. Like, if the rest of these mediocre teams keep cannibalizing each other, you know, the 13-6, and six, the 12-7 and seven sure. type teams, the NC State, the Clemson, you know, those type teams, if they keep beating each other, I mean, you could look, you could be looking at a two- or three-bid league. So, you know, you, I think that's worth mentioning when you look at, at Louisville being in last place in the conference and you look at, you know, a close home loss to NC State. I mean, that <laughs> NC State team is not a good team. They're generic as all get out. Yeah. So yeah. This, this is not, you know, your your gauntlet ACC. I mean, even that Duke team, man. I mean, Arkansas handled Duke earlier in the year. And they and stink. know what Arkansas is. Yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm I mean, with you, Ty. I just don't think this ACC is all that good. So that, to me, just diminishes the the close loss argument even more. Um, than it already is. Ty Spalding with us, com for all things Louisville Cardinals. You got your portal news, you got your Braun news, you got your Kenny Payne, Cardinal basketball news, anything new with Cardinals, check them out. Uh, Saturday, Virginia rolls into town uh, noon. Uh, that'll be on the CW Network. Is that one where the, 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 the Ty Spalding and Jay Spall, will y'all be heading to that game on Saturday or have you just been like, you know what, I, I, I've done my time at the Yum Center this week, uh, this year. I'm kind of done with doing that. Are you going to go out there and see the Lachlan McLean's who's? I might go out there. I mean, Saturdays in the winter are, are for the Yum Center. Unfortunately, right. the last few years, that hasn't been the case. But, I mean, man, you know, growing up when I was in college, things like that, a, a Saturday home game, you know, you get downtown – you know, you do a little pre-gaming. I mean, and that whole element, man, has just not been there. And it's, I mean, for good reason. And um, so Jace Fall probably a no. I'm probably 50-50. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's another game where, you know, either the narrative out there is that Louisville's offense is improving. And, you know, if it's, if only they had a defense, you know, they'd have, they have it together. <laughs> right. well, their offense on Ken Palm they're 168th in adjusted offense behind Fairfield, Chattanooga, and UMass Lowell. God, so like, geez. So, like, I don't want to hear their offense is, oh, if this defense comes around, look out. Like, we'd be in business. Like, right. no, like, no, not really. Like, you're you're still you're still 168th in offense on Ken Palm behind some bad teams. So, so yeah, it's better, but the only way up – the only direction is up from there. So I, I don't buy that. And um, I just, I think, I think this needs to end. I, I don't think the injuries, I, I don't want to hear any of that. I'm just, just kind of hard to talk about the current state of affairs and analyze the basketball on the floor for me. Um, I, I'm kind of ready to move on. Well, last one for you, Ty Spalding. Uh, speaking of ready to move on, have any, any coaches out there that were on your radar have kind of lost uh, a little luster to you? I mean, Mick Cronin's having a nightmare season out at UCLA. Uh, Eric Musselman is underperforming this season at Arkansas with, you know, what we thought was like this transfer portal loaded class. Uh, Jerome Tang is back out of the top 25. You know, those are three names that, that Louisville fans were, were very, you know, kind of high on. Um, you know, specifically those three guys, anybody else that either you're watching around the country right now, uh, uh, who, who's who's popping up in your mind and maybe who's going down a little bit in your estimation? 
So for me, like when you look at Mick Cronin and Eric Musselman, I think the them having a bad season is almost good for Louisville's chances of, of pulling them from their current places. Like, hmm, I think, okay. like if you look at Arkansas, like Musselman's not anywhere close to being on the hot seat. No. But if they end this season the way it's trending, are they really going to be that upset if he leaves? Are they really going to, you know, pull out all the money they have to keep him? So I just think if you have a down season like Musselman, I think you're looking at a situation where he he might be more gettable than if I mean, say if say he leads Arkansas to a Final Four this year. Right. I don't think Arkansas lets him leave. But if he if he throws a dud in there like it looks like he is, then I think Louisville has a better chance of getting him out of Fayetteville. So to me, I'm not going to let one season sway my opinion on on any of these candidates. And and like I said, I think a candidate with a down year um, might even give Louisville a better chance of being able to hmm. get them. Um, because look at, I mean, even Mick Cronin at UCLA. I mean, I don't think UCLA is in love with, with some Mick out there. So I just think it gives Louisville a better chance to land uh, one of these dudes, uh, specifically Musselman or Cronin, um, given the fact that their schools aren't going to be chomping at the bit to keep them uh, in place. You know, I think Musselman, um, you know, they're probably going to have to win the SEC tournament to get to the big dance. So yeah, um, I don't looking. think that fan base down there and that administration is going to be overly upset. I'm not saying they want him fired, but at the same time, I don't think they're going to be putting the full court press on him to, to keep him down there in Arkansas. Interesting take by you, Ty. I didn't thought about that in that way, but no, it's a good take. All right, Ty, appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, we'll catch up next week. Uh, if you go out to the Yum Center, enjoy at least enjoy some brews while you're out there. At least do that for me, all right? Oh, well, I mean, they, uh, the old media room downstairs, they've got some Diet Pepsi and some cookies, so I might uh, I might stick to that. Oh, okay. There you go. Diet <laughs> Pepsi cookies. All right, Ty Spaulding. See you, man. Talk to you later. All right, let's get our other friend in here, Cam Drummond from the Lexington Herald-Leader. Cam Drummond, how are you today, my friend? This rainy day, is it rainy in Lexington? This pouring here in Louisville. Yeah, it's a bit rainy here. We got a, a bit of a glass half full kind of day so far. The the good part was waking up to see you uh, battling all the Ed Cooley fools out there and taking on the field oh. of 68 by yourself. I thought that was uh, big and independent and strong of you there, Strebel. <laughs> Th- and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we we did a we did hit a snag around 3 p.m. when I spilled a, a large amount of coffee on myself in public. But you know what? We're gonna. We're just going to keep smiling through it. I got a lovely drive over to Richmond tonight to, to catch some EKU basketball. Kearns are 5-0 and in the A-Sun. There you hosting go. Jackson, hosting Jacksonville tonight. You know, best uh, best conference start for EKU in about 50 years. You know, could be even longer after this evening. So, uh, just a, a day of undulation so far. But any day, any day I get to be on the foot, it's a good day. <laughs> you, know what? I, you know how happy it makes me, Phil and Cam, Phil Baker here with us, Cam, that you woke up to me blasting – John Fanta in the field of 60. You should have heard my rant earlier today. And it th- and we almost got got by the internet slash texter that thinking that Ed Cooley was Kelly Kapowski's real godfather. So yes. that's, that's been the show thus far. That's where uh, Strebel's day started, and that's where we are right now. Exactly, with Ed Cooley. Yeah, I've been inundated with Ed Cooley today. Uh, but, well, hopefully the coffee didn't burn too badly and that your trip to Richmond goes well. So, you know, let's go ahead and jump in it here, Cam. We went from the – well, let's start here. We'll start Saturday, Saturday afternoon. What was it, like 2.30 maybe? Actually, it's earlier than that. It's like 1, 1.30. <laughs> I sent Cam a text, Phil. It's like Big Z is eligible. Scribe Strebel, baby. Yes, yes. and he uh, – here, let me let me get the conversation up because I want to get your exact wording here because it, it made okay. me laugh. Okay, so here, It was great. So I, I, texted, I texted him. I said, hey, I said, um, hearing Z makes his debut tonight Cam responds interesting still keeping this in conspiracy theory buckets for now and Cam Cam said not quite Roswell or Area 51 but maybe the FBI killed JFK section and then, and then later on so 20 minutes later I sent him told you with a winky face emoji and he said well then I'm going to have to reassess some past historical events so that's so, so what was your so we went from that we went from oh that camp and, and partying and having a great time and ignoring the defensive breakdown in the second half 
is that Kentucky's going to win the national title to 17-point butt-kicking in Columbia, South Carolina. How do we get from point A to point B here, Cam? I don't know. Maybe the FBI was involved as well. Maybe we need to ask <laughs> I think some questions. Um, no, it, it feels like years ago, right? That Big Z made his debut. That Rupp Arena went crazy. That he hit those, you know, four consecutive shots when he, I think, he blocked a shot his first possession defensively. And, yeah. And obviously, the the loss Tuesday night in South Carolina is non Big Z. You know, a bunch of things can be true at the same time. One is that Kentucky's defense is an issue. Right. And obviously, yeah. you know, when you look at this, especially in the, in the NCAA tournament lens, and SEC tournament lens, the fact that it's only going to take one bad shooting game from Kentucky or, or one day where maybe it's just Antonio Reeves or just Rob Dillingham scoring the ball. Yet this team can't reliably string together stops or, you know, they're liable to give up. I, they've given up at least 77 points in every SEC game so far. They're mm-hmm. liable to you know give up 80 or 85 in the tournament game. That's going to be a real issue. Right. And so that probably needs to take paramount over everything else for Kentucky at this point. Obviously, you'd like to see Zvonimir Vizic be a bit more advanced on the defensive end. I know that's a focus for for Cal and the staff and and physicality in general for Kentucky leading in to Saturday at Arkansas. But also just the fact that you still think that this Kentucky team hasn't been at full strength yet, which, yes, is is a positive in the sense that we actually haven't seen through 18 games this season all that Calipari and the Cavs have to offer. But the downside is that they have next to zero ramp-up time to kind of sort through any kind of kinks in the system or, you know, figuring out what roles, what playing time, what rotation works best for guys. Because they're in the middle of an SEC season where they still have yet to put together a good road performance. Right. You know, you could easily, you know, I know Arkansas is a complete tire fire right now. You can see them going into a charged-up Bold Walton Arena on Saturday and, and folding in similar fashion to what they did in Columbia on Tuesday. So sure. certainly certainly for a team that has legitimate national championship upside, there's a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of still troubling trends for this being January 22nd or whatever day it is. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Cam. It, it is an odd spot to be in where you, on, on one hand you had people saying, okay, after that, that game on Saturday – Kentucky's in the final four. Kentucky's in the final four. They're the trendy pick. They're, you know, they're the team on the upswing and all this, that, and the other. And then you go to the lowest of lows and, and like they perform badly on the road in the SEC. And I know they won at Florida, but you know, we've seen Florida since then. They're not any good. AM, they lost in overtime. You say, okay, that happens every once in a while. But again, AM's lost since then. They're not very good. South Carolina may very well be a very good basketball team. The record says they are, uh, but the teams they played up to Kentucky or the teams they beat up to Kentucky. They didn't really beat anyone of consequence. So maybe Lamont Paris and, and the Gamecocks are for real. Uh, but still, that doesn't excuse losing by that type of margin uh, to a team that you physically are more talented than. Um, so what do, you, what do you expect on Saturday? You know, they're going to Fayetteville to Arkansas. You mentioned it's going to be a charged up Bud Walton Arena. Uh, do you think John Calipari will be able to push the right buttons? And then on top of that, Cam, do you think he's going to be able to shorten that rotation to where you don't have 23 different lineups in in one game Cal needs it Cal needs to shorten that bench uh, a little bit don't you think well yeah I mean that's the thing I mean and you're gonna be trying to, to pare it down or figure out who your reliable guys are at crunch time and you're gonna be working a Duciero back into the rotation I mean all indications are that he's gonna practice today and tomorrow just like you know normal and right. he'll be available for selection on Saturday night so while, again, it's a double-edged sword thing of, yeah, you need a Duciero, you need his physicality, you need his rebounding tenacity, four block shots against North Carolina, all that good stuff. But it's also, you know, maybe not necessarily another mouth to feed, but another piece hmm. to work back into the rotation. And, and you saw, it, you know, Tuesday night in South Carolina, Cal was searching for things. Yeah, The, the amount of lineup combos, even in the first half when Kentucky was leading and, and that game was truly within touching distance, there were so many frequent subs, so many different lineup pairings, you know, going with two bigs, going with one big, going small, going big. Like, there was just a lot of things that still weren't set. And, you know, I'm sure part of that was a young team responding pretty poorly to adversity on the road and in an intense environment. But that's what it's going to be like the rest of the season. That's what it's yeah. been like for these SEC games they've struggled so far. So, I mean, I think you're still going to be seeing – 
at least this week, you know, in a couple weeks into the future, Kentucky trying to figure out what lineups work, what don't, you know, maybe narrowing and paring down that rotation. But the problem is almost everyone who's in this conversation has shown flashes this season, whether you're Reed Shepard or Ghana and Yenso, moments where right. you look like an important part of a team that could be a Final Four contender. So I'm not trying to say that Kentucky's like too talented for its own good, but we've seen so many flashes of each player having a vital role that I'll be fascinated to see how and frankly if Cal can kind of reduce that to an eight, nine-man group that truly does become indispensable come tournament time. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be one of the things that everyone's looking out for. Uh, last one uh, for you, Cam, and then uh, we'll let you go. Uh, you know, with, with Kentucky basketball and, and everything, you're doing a great job. Um, for, for me, Cam, it, this is this. You know, Cal's. You know, don't hit the panic button. His message is, I'd rather you know rather not have any other team. It seems like the older fans are are pushing back more on this, and the younger fans, the younger generation of fans, are kind of like, oh, you know, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Did you expect this type of kind of BBN on BBN crime this season the way it started, the way it's it's ended up? Because we've seen it the past few years. I didn't expect it this year, Cam. I was a little surprised by it so far. Yeah, I mean, this has been an odd year just kind of, you know, from a fan reaction standpoint. I'm sure a lot of that goes all the way back to last spring and early summer, not only the way that the 22-23 team ended the season and had its ups and downs, but just the whole roster construction madness that was the offseason. You know, Antonio Reeves, would he come back, would he not come back? You know, yeah. We saw so much clamoring early in the summer to try and find some NCAA loophole for Oscar Sheebway to come back. Um, Kentucky obviously being as low rated in the AP poll entering the preseason as ever before. And then you have the Toronto trip. So, and even after the Kansas game, I know this is a huge shocking point after the Kansas game about mm. the fan base actually being happy and energizes that early season performance yeah. that the Cats put on, which I thought was the correct you know point of view. But then people coming against that saying, like, no, this is Kentucky. You blow uh, whatever point lead it was in whatever amount of time was left. That could never be acceptable. No moral victories. So it's been super odd. You know, I will say I thought Calipari was really good in his South Carolina postgame press conference. And I know that doesn't really mean anything, but I fully expected him to barge in there, take three or four questions, being in awful mood. You know, I remember covering the game at Georgia last season when a dude played point. They lost by 13 and took four questions at some weird table in Stegman Coliseum and left. But he took eight, nine questions. I thought said all the right things. I think he said all the right things. Uh, you know, on his radio show last night as well. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the fact that this is a young team. And, you know, I think we've seen a lot of bad body language from certain individuals this season, a lot of kind of up and down streaky performances. So Cal's probably maybe, you know, more in tune with the fact that, hey, these guys probably need to be uplifted in in the media and in public more than put down. And obviously he can pick and choose his players, you know, can take that. But I know I think there still needs to be a little more patience from Kentucky fans. This is still a young team figuring it out. There's plenty of runway left, but you can also say that while also acknowledging that there's a, a lot of red flags that you'd hopefully like to see fixed by the time March rolls around. Yeah, absolutely. Cam Drummond, fantastic job as always. Uh, take care on your way to Eastern Kentucky tonight. Enjoy the game. All right, will do. And, and I'll say this one thing, too, since we're on the FBI topic earlier. Yeah. I'm from Dallas originally. And so oh. one time we went on a school field trip to the Grassy Knoll to, you know, see the site oh, yeah. and learn the history and everything. But we also were supposed to, like, pack lunches and, and eat a picnic on the Grassy Knoll. And I Ooh. thought that was really odd. That's morbid. I, uh, the, the, the older I get, the more weird <laughs> I realize that was. Like, it kind of weirded out with, like, don't really yeah. read a PB&J uh, here on the Grassy Knoll where there's someone executed a, a president. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The last time I read the big <laughs> Intelligencer article a, a couple of weeks ago about the JFK conspiracy, and while it raised some really good points, I didn't see any mention of my field trip in there. So I think they need to add an addendum to that. They absolutely do. Our Cam, see a young time. Cam Drummond dropping a, fr- <laughs> a, f- a fruit by the foot on the uh, a fruit roll up on the grassy <laughs> Nolan being upset. <laughs> oh, this is ruined. All right, Cam, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Take care. Yeah, I'm getting out of here now. Thank y'all. All right, we got Zach Osterman from the Indy Star. Well, Zach, uh, do you have any more? Uh, field trips you like to follow that up with? You good? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, probably not. No. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing immediately comes to mind. No. I mean, you know, I grew up in the South, so yeah. we'd, we'd, we'd visit the occasional battlefield. 
Not really. <laughs> right. Very different than the grassy knoll and having a picnic and like I had some gushers uh, <laughs> with your fruit by the foot. Zach Osborne with us. All right, Zach. So a lot to talk about. The Hoosiers uh, haven't played in almost a week, and oh boy, did they need a break uh, as they went down or went up to Wisconsin and lost ninety-one seventy-nine. Uh, on top of the loss, you had the CJ Gun uh, flagrant and ejection, and then the Don Fisher comments about you know being embarrassed of this team uh you know not only just the cj gun stuff but the xavier johnson stuff from the from the previous game um mike Woodson's team's back is uh, up against it right now it's not just because of the losing basketball zach but it's also because they they, they seem they're, they're, it seems like they're fraying uh at the seams here zach yeah i mean i think that's probably true to some extent um i think you know the the Indiana's got two of these sort of quote-unquote bye weeks this year, and this one probably came at a good time, all things considered. Um, you know, it, it, it's been a while, I think, since Indiana had a season where things really did genuinely get frayed. I think there have been seasons where maybe fans felt like things were fraying, but mm-hmm. they weren't really. It was just kind of a, you know, patchy form, and, you know, when you lose two or three games in a row, everybody's bound to get a little nervous, but... You know, I, I think it is fair to say we've heard Mike Woodson talk a lot about leadership. We've talked, you know, we've heard him kind of talk about his own responsibility here to kind of pull his team together and, you know, kind of get it in a better place from a preparation standpoint and all that. And I think, you know, just broadly speaking, um, again, I, I think it is it is fair to say, it is probably fair to say that this buy came at, at an awfully good time for Indiana um, just in in where the season is and and where the season will or won't kind of be heading. How are the fans reacting to this, Zach? Because I know, you know, they, 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 for all intents and purposes, you know, they like Mike Woodson. I, you know, he's, he's been to the tournament uh, the last couple seasons. Uh, Bob Knight came back, uh, you know, while, while Woodson uh, is there as a coach. Uh, they, they like the players he's getting. I mean, Khalil Ware was a great uh, addition from the transfer portal. Obviously, McKenzie and Baco, uh, the recruiting accolades that he brought to the table. Trey, you know, uh, did a people like Trey Galloway you had Trace Jackson Davis uh you know had the season he had last year under Mike Woodson so you know I, I again I don't think fans are like oh get him out of here but but you know what, what are their feelings this season about Mike Woodson and the job he's doing you know expecting him to continue these runs to the tournament continue you know putting out players like Trace Jackson Davis yeah I, mean, I think um Listen, there's there's like such a, a you know macro micro conversation here, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's probably more than we have time for. I think you know if you told somebody in the preseason or in the off season, hey, this is a young team, it's going to be a bit of a rebuilding year. There's going to be some rocky moments. They may not make the tournament. I, I think maybe a, you know the average fan would have been disappointed, but would have said, hey, I, you know. You know, six new players, lots of freshmen and sophomores. Everybody's everybody's allowed kind of a, a retooling year, so to speak. Sure. But then if, you know, there's a difference between the, the theoretical of that and then having to live it, right? When, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're trying to look forward to the game every Tuesday or Friday or Saturday or whatever, and, and you keep getting frustrated. So I think there's an element of that. I also think, you know, it, it, there will always – well, I'll say always – I think until Indiana gets back to a place where it is it is regularly competing at a you know a, a high level in the Big Ten, regularly making the NCAA tournament, regularly at least sort of putting itself in that kind of let's say you know top three, top four you know conversation in the league. You know, every time there's a coaching change, the next coach is probably going to have to carry a little bit more of the previous coach's failure. If yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, I, I do. I think our team. I think Tom Crean got a, you know a long leash for kind of his own reasons, but I think Archie Miller, in some ways, probably got more grace um, than Mike Woodson has. If for some reason you know the Woodson, you know, kind of the Woodson tenure failed, I think the next guy would have even less than that. I do think um, I would say that, and this is just kind of me personally, I am a little surprised that Woodson did not, you know, kind of hasn't, doesn't have more credit in the bank given what Indiana did in its first two seasons. And kind of more than that, I think maybe where Woodson kind of picked Indiana up from. I agree with you. In terms of kind of where the program was. 
I say all that to say this. He's not in any trouble. You know, there's there's no, oh, you know, could, is Indiana losing faith in Mike Woods and anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of one of those, it's one of those seasons where you kind of say, okay, well, you need to learn, you know, let's assume Indiana, you know, kind of can't get things turned around. Then it's one of those seasons where you say, okay, but, you know, need to learn the lessons from this, you know, move on, get better. Don't let it happen again next year, that kind of thing. Um, and I think it's, again, it's, it's a nuanced argument. It's, it's kind of a micro, macro deal for Indiana right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all everything he said. It's a very, a very interesting uh, conversation with this team. I, I, I honestly thought, uh, Zach, I, I figured uh, with the additions that he made, and I know the guard situation wasn't optimal being season, but I thought, I thought this would be a tournament tournament team, maybe like a you know kind of like a seven through twelve type seed. I, I didn't think they'd be having the season they're having uh, right now. Well, they have Illinois coming up. Uh, this weekend on Saturday, they just dropped a game to Northwestern. Uh, what was it last night? Uh, I mean, that was a team where people were like, "This is one of the hottest teams in the country." They're ranked in the top ten. Uh, they're getting a lot of Final Four talk uh, with this week off that Indiana has. The loss that Illinois just took. Northwestern's just beating all these good teams. They beat Purdue. They're beating Illinois. It's, it's very odd. Uh, what, what kind of chances do you give the Hoosiers to pick themselves up off the mat and uh, get one on the road at Illinois? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, Illinois obviously got Karen Shannon back. You know, yeah. this, is, this is the second game in a row where Indiana's facing a, a, a you know a conference contender on the road coming off a loss. Um, Indiana yeah. kind of got the – it felt like Indiana caught Wisconsin at a bad time after the Penn State loss, and now maybe it's Indiana's catching um, <laughs> Illinois at a bad time off of the, the Northwestern loss. Um, what I will say is, you know – I think Indiana's at least got to perform well. I think Indiana, for its own sake, as much as anything else, has at least got to sort of see itself play well, you know, feel like there's a, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a bit of a platform there. Um, You know, a a sense of, I mean, you've had eight days here to get healthy. Any soul searching that was required, you know, should have been done by now. It's kind of one of those where if Indiana goes out and, and plays poorly in a game like this, and, and I don't know, again, I don't necessarily think Indiana's got to win it, but if Indiana goes out and plays poorly in a game like this, I think you, you know, it, it, it starts to get difficult to make the case that this team is going to be able to win the sorts of games it needs to mm-hmm. to get where it needs to go. And that's when I think you start to talk about, you know, can you keep guys focused when suddenly – you know, maybe ambitions or expectations are changing or, you know, fan interest is disengaging, whatever it may be. That's that's when, you know, I think it, it kind of becomes the conversation shifts to basically what everyone expects of and what everyone hopes to get out of the season going forward. And that's a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it's, it's been a fascinating, fascinating season for the Hoosiers, uh, for sure. But, you know, not for the right reasons, but it, they, they're at least not dull, Zach. At least you're not covering a dull basketball team. Uh, there's plenty to talk about. Well, we'll talk to you next week, Zach. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend. And they have Iowa. It's a few days after that. So we'll see you. Check up on the Hoosiers next week with you, Zach. How about that? Sounds good. Thanks for having me, as always. All right. Zach Osterman, Indy Star. A little blitz there for you, Phil. Did that do it for you? It did. It, it was thorough, and, and I appreciate Ty um, and Zach and Cam, uh, but Ty trying to get creative of just, like, how many different ways you can try and talk about Louisville basketball. Oh, yeah. Cam spilling coffee on himself warmed my heart <laughs> and ended the plane with uh, something where JFK uh, was having a little picnic where JFK was... Uh, yeah. Assassinated. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then you got it's great the, that we have Zach here who likes talking about assassinations. <laughs> Happy belated anniversary to you with yes. the January 6th, by the way. Yeah. We're going to dive into this Vince McMahon stuff. I'm about to say, yeah. I was typing away over here. Andy Sweeney was texting the personal bat phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but it, it So you're probably going to get an email for something. But it just reminded oh, I, I, I had uh, something on the to-do list I needed to do. Oh, I, okay. Uh, but, uh, I no, it's nothing. It's nothing important right now, but just something that has to do with our great friends over at the Tailspin Elfin. Oh, so this is coming up. So, yeah. Oh, there so, we yeah, go. So, yeah, just I trying just, to set I'm some things up. So, I was just yeah. like, oh, yeah, thanks for texting that because it's been on yes. my to-do list for the better part of two weeks and I have not done it. So, 
while you were uh, being journalism James over journalism there, journalism James, uh, I was <laughs> typing away for uh, the brute. You need to go to the Zachy seat. Zach, you, Zach, you clean up. It's done. I'm there. It's done. I'm it's going. Done. Okay, you're oh, going. Yes. I got your tickets. Okay, let's done. go. Okay, Zachy C's Zach got some shades on. He's got his pretzel necklace. <laughs> Feeling good. He's at a silent <laughs> disco. It'll be the first like out, you know, outing of the spring. Yes, there it is. Yes, the first outing of the so spring. So it's early this year because. I, what I don't date think, is it? It's the second. You're you're on a spot for March second. So yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but it, <laughs> uh, but um, we you. It's usually the final game of the season. But I think yeah, champion. Final, yeah. But Zach's pointed out to me a couple times that like championship week and the championship games like April. Yeah. Oh. So oh. I Sunday, St. Patrick's Day. How about that? So oh, okay. There we go. So this okay. was, wow. That what could go wrong? What there? Could go wrong there? Uh, yeah. But uh, this is something that I'm interested in because. In the past, it's always like the final game of the regular season. Yeah, it's usually it's Kentucky versus Florida. Or Louisville versus Virginia, which is going to be yeah. different this year because Louisville's been so bad that they probably have a CW game again. Last year last year was Kentucky versus Arkansas when Reeves went nuclear and scored like 31 or whatever on the road against Arkansas and beat Arkansas. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe Kentucky maybe Kentucky is good. And then, you know, they lose in the in the second game. Yeah. Uh, so Louisville will be at tournament. S- so it'll be Syracuse-Louisville, 8 o'clock. So okay. card fans can watch that uh, if they want to. But, yeah, so it's crazy. So there's a week of games after that. Okay. Oh, so okay. You, so well, normally okay. it's the final game because normally it's like, yeah, championship week's here. Because then I, everyone's kind of like, oh, it's the first you know time being out from hibernation. It's right. spring. But you still got to – Full game, yeah, so, full, yeah, full day, come, full day after that. You wear a hoodie or whatever. That's good with me. I had to make sure because, like, we have a travel. Kellen has a travel baseball tournament oh, in boy. March, and I had to make sure it's on the seventh, the weekend of the seventeenth. So, okay, so you're good. So, so that's yes. the tournament. So that's, that's the tournament. tournament. Yeah, oh. yes. the, the, the selection. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day selection Sunday. So that's okay. So okay. I'm good. You're good. Okay. You're good. Making right, let's, sure. Let's take a break here, and on the way on, when we come back, heck, we'll talk. Who, who knows? We got all kinds of topics that we haven't got to yet. We'll figure that out. Andy Sweeney, five o'clock. Uh, hey, BJ, heating and cooling. It's not too bad out there right now it's rainy but at least uh it's it's warm outside but it's gonna get cold again it's still january february is around the corner call bj heating and cooling today to, uh, if you have a problem with one of your systems you need them to come out they're a factory authorized bryant dealer they work with that bryant ducks equipment to do whatever it takes those rooms and make those rooms enjoyable again schedule your free estimate today get zero percent financing for three years with approved credit bj heating and cooling.com <laughs> You're listening to the Round Table with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. Hey, 93.9 The Ville, the flagship station for the Cards, and they're back in action Saturday at noon as they host Virginia. Join Jeff Lightsey at 9 a.m. for the pregame coverage on the Victory Sports Formation Show. Or sorry, the Victory Formation Sports Show. And then the Alex White Network coverage begins at 10.30 a.m. after the broadcast. Tune in to the Coors Light postgame show with Taylor Lynch. And there you go, your home. For Cardinal basketball, four three seven nine six eight UPS jobs text line. Andy Sweeney, um, coming up at five o'clock. So Phil, yes, I did see this and it made me smile today. Okay, um, this is on Mark Innes's Twitter feed. Okay, which, which, you, could, which you, could be a lot. We which, talk. It we could, go, let me guess. Is this political or sports? No, it's sports. Okay. It's not political. It's not Trump related or anti-Trump related or Biden or any. No, 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 nothing like that. So I saw this today. And I know it's already been pre-scheduled, but it made me smile. This snippet, it says, University of Louisville men's basketball associate head coach Danny Manning and select student athletes will be available to the media starting at 1.15 p.m. Eastern Time Friday in the media room at the KFC Yum Center downtown to discuss Saturday's home game against Virginia. Coach Manning will be available first at 1.15 p.m. with players to follow shortly after now are you going to this no zach are you going to go to danny manning's press conference tomorrow 
Hell no. Oh, come on, Danny Manning. Like, we don't know. Like, I want to know Danny Manning's thoughts. I don't know why. Maybe I'm morbid and strange. Like Cam German's field trip to the grassy knoll. But What thoughts of Danny Manning would you like to know? Seriously. What do we know about Danny Manning? I'm curious. That's a great question. What would I ask Danny? First thing, so far was happy that he was just standing up. And I'm like, how did it feel to stand up? Well, yeah. Like what? What? What are we gonna? <laughs> I heard Paul Rogers com- not complaining, but he was like, "It's tough for him to sit call the game." Exactly, tough for him because he's like Kenny Payne was in front of me. We need the booger mobile for him. <laughs> <laughs> then the booger mobile, and then Kenny Payne would go sit down. Then Danny Manning would stand up, and then he'd get in the, in the way of Paul Rogers and Bob Valvano. So no, it just I, I would I would I don't know. I didn't think about it. I'd have a lot of questions for Danny Manning. I would have like, what what exactly do you do? What is your <laughs> What is he, your basketball lets, philosophy? I'm going to devil's advocate. He let Sky Clark know that there was blood on his he jersey. He did. He did do that. And they were not yelling at each other. They were not. They were yeah. blowing past them. Yeah. Um, no, it was brought to my attention and yours that this has been scheduled for a while. Right. But I go back to this when Kenny Payne was hired and you saw the graphic of all the Kentucky players and all the Oregon players that Josh Jones oh, yeah. put in. And all the, uh, did Danny Manning have an NBA player on there? I'm trying to remember. I, they, I remember it was like Devin Booker, Julius Randle, Jason Tatum from oh, Nolan yeah. Smith. And did Zion make the graphic? I know uh, Zion made the graphic. Yes, Peyton he Pritchard. did. Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard made the like, graphic. Yes. Huh, that's that's a, a, the Dream Chasers. Precisely, but the thing I thought of the most, Chase I was like, at other schools, but guys, yeah. you wanted the success that Kentucky had in getting players. You're you're getting it all. Yeah. Like John Calipari sent it out, Bruiser Flint. He, yeah, he sent it out, Chid or Coleman, Chid Coleman, Orlando Antigua. <laughs> right. This, this is the gimmick. This is the Kentucky effect. This is it. this is the real Kentucky effect. <laughs> and I, I saw a lot of people getting upset by it, and I'm just like, why? You're gonna you're gonna undress the. Regardless of what you think about Kitty Payton, I know it's going to come across as a KP defender here, but you're going to undress the guy, whatever he says. It doesn't matter what he does. So, you know says. what? I'm going to be Team KP on this. And, like, good for you for sending out Danny Manning. He needs to. I, Every, I you, agree. You crush me with if I say, and some of it completely warranted, let's be honest, with the UNC comment of being year one. So maybe it's like, hey, let's switch this up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Danny Manning, you go out there. I, I, I'm curious. To, I can't wait to play Danny Manning Sound tomorrow uh, with Max Godby. He and I will play Danny Manning Sound for everybody. I forgot what his voice sounds like. I've, I've heard him speak before because he spoke at Wake Forest when he was coached there. He spoke when he was the interim coach at Maryland. So I, I know he talks. I always I, forget about that Maryland stint. That's like the Baker Mayfield thing with the Panthers. It's like, yeah, just yeah, blind. Was, it's like oh yeah, I forgot, yeah, I forgot about that. And he was bad. I mean, he was really, really bad at Maryland, too. It's not all his fault. I'm not going to blame sit here and, 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 and blame Danny Manning uh, for the that. Baja the Baja bullies. Oh, the Baja. Oh, How, Phil. Oh, man. Oh. That seems like a millennium Ooh. ago. The Baja bull. I, I forgot about the daggone Baja bullies. Because after that. We're going to get back to the Baja bullies uh, way to play basketball. Yeah. Blank and uh, Rummage said they're going to go to the battle for Atlanta. Well, Blake said if there's a new coach, which I mean, let's see how that goes. But no, this is. Uh, what do you mean? Blank's going to take a trip? No if, way. If, if there's a new coach. Yes. Yeah. Blake going to, uh, he's going to Maui in spring break this year. He's, <laughs> well, he's going to Maui for spring break yes. this year? Oh, you haven't heard? It's a big thing. Yeah, I, didn't, no, I didn't hear this at all. Yeah. No, Blank's going to Hawaii. That's where my wife and I honeymooned. Hmm. We honeymooned in Maui. Now, I get, I, I'm, I get not some trying to be, I'm not trying to be zero to this, but. Is there a Maui that... Well, I, that, you know, that, when you said that, Phil, that thought entered my brain. I'm like, is Maui really the place to go right now? I mean, what's the... like? The, we don't hear about anything anymore. Because they moved Maui. The, 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 the Maui tournament. Yeah, the tournament's on a different island. Okay. Because well, Chaminade was like right... And I, I think Chaminade, the school and the gym... Is okay. I'm on but it. But it was right there in the in the middle of everything that happened in Maui, the nexus of it. So yeah, I I, I don't I don't know if it's like operational or like what the situation is because I mean so the part that so three days ago the massive cleanup begins on Maui. This is what I'm seeing three from, days uh, ago. Is this CBS News? Yeah, it's in its second state. Uh, yeah, so the Maui recovery. They're focusing. Governor Green is focuses on Maui fire recovery. God, I do not feel good vacationing there. Like I'm I know, sorry, that, I know. It's I, like I, oh. I, 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 this one place. Well, they. I mean, I'm sure they need money though. I yeah, mean, they, good they need, point. They need good tourists. Point. They need people to go. I mean, that's their lifeblood. And we, I talked to a lot of the locals. While Don't we feel were great there. drinking a mai tai or something while there's like a massive I, cleanup I, going. I no, that's the thing. Is like, uh, uh, it, it's a touchy subject so, for sure. Okay, so this is 
to your point, after fires, this is from CBS News, Maui struggles to find balance between encouraging tourism right. and, and compounding trauma. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's... Look, if not now, when? Maybe I'm team blank now. Go. It's beautiful. Be, it's, it's be the, most- the ignition. Be the... Sp- Maybe not the best word for spark. Uh, be the <laughs> be the uh, the driver to help uh, fuel Maui back to what it once was. Yes, it's it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. The, okay. the island, they filmed Jurassic the, Park I, there, right? Yes, yes. The island itself is beautiful. I mean, because it's, it's partially it's rainforest, and the other part of it is is like like it's barren because it's volcano and it, it, like part of the island had been wiped away uh, because of volcanic eruptions. So hmm. it's like you're you're in this lush green environment if you keep driving and all of a sudden it looks like the surface of mars it's 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 a great place okay it's a i need beautiful to check place. this out yeah, it, it's on the is, to-do list so yeah, i need Maui's to check that out the, one of the, the most beautiful now there's another island i think it's Kauai. i believe it's like the next island over so it's even like more like you know like reclusive and even more like down to nature so I, we we're gonna my wife and i are going to go back to hawaii eventually this is something we need to do with sofro as we build out espn Louisville plus reminder <laughs> it sounds like we're gonna try to do a watch party for the kentucky and arkansas game on saturday but the thing like if you see somebody if i showed you kelly kapowski's picture right now the yes. first thing that pops in your mind like it can be another person it can be samuel powers i'll Ooh. save you there as you go from zero to uh, showgirls well, and elizabeth I, berkeley yeah uh, but I, you don't want to know the first thing that pops to my mind when you or, say or, or pops up in yeah, your, yeah yeah so uh, either, but, either or yeah. but i the first thing when we're talking about maui you know where my mind went where Jack Grossman and Nick Valvano calling Dick Vitale, and I believe he was on a vacation about to let him know that Coach K had retired. <laughs> that was a great moment. That was he. He was sad. Yeah, he, he was didn't like, know. He, he broke like, news what? to him. He's like, no. You get greeted by Nick Valvano and <laughs> Jack, Jack Grossman. Grossman, and I believe he was in Hawaii uh, vacation. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was. He was. He was out. He was. It's still the United States, but he was off the continent. Yes, so that's, well, good save by you. Uh, that that was what the L. Ellis moment last year where he was just like, oh, I've never been out of the country before. Oh, we talking yeah, about going to like, yeah, that, that was a good save by yeah, you there. Thank but, you. but nonetheless, yeah, that that's where my mind went. So there needs to be a game in which we just put up random people, random athletes, and where yeah. your mind goes. I've seen this on the internet before. <sighs> There's some, like, like who, who would be the most interesting athlete to do that with right now in the area? Oh, in the air, in the Ugh. area, like 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 uh, like stream of conscious, or or you know, the first thing that comes to your mind, current or f- current. That's a good question. I would say, man, who? Like, there's not a Derek character type of player. There's Demarcus not. Cousins or Montrez Harrell. Those are the. Individual. But I've got. A, I think I have a good one. Go. I, I think Rob Dillingham would be very interesting. I think, yeah, I can see I, that. I, I can see him just flying off the cuff just and just saying like something really crazy and weird. Because he's he's very like he he freestyles a lot in games. He, he's hard he's hard to control. Cal has to rein him in sometimes. I can see him just saying some off the wall awesome stuff. Zanpain. <laughs> how much? How much? How, how angry are Louisville fans at Zanpain? I think they saved themselves oh, a little I bit. I wanted that three other fall oh. so bad for him. And he's yes. like, KP was right, damn it. Yeah, he hit that three. And who was I talking to yesterday? Oh, Kendrick Haskins. He was in the building. He was talking about how there was like a collective... <gasps> Oh, the like the people like wanted oh, the it, ball it was to go halfway in. down and then it just yes. hit the back rib. Yeah, no, and, I, and I went, then I wanted Zane Payne to turn around and do the DX sucking oh, thing yeah. right to everybody. <laughs> Bam, just triple eight style right at you. That's that's what I wanted to see. That three go in and then turn around to the crowd and look at look at look in Blank's eyes. Just pow. Right there. As well, since we went hyper local, uh, I would like to pop up. We should just go back and forth with the random things right now. Zach always talks about it, some guys to just get together and just say random athletes. Sure. Entertainment world as they. It's funny every time I turn on McAfee, there's somebody from the WWE on there now. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Where does your mind go with that after reading some of those stories today? Um, it goes to that you know that that popular gif right now. Where it's like, you know, when I tell my kids uh, what happened when the McRib uh, was discontinued and he's like kind of crying. Oh, that's like, where it goes. That's where my mind goes right with Vince McMahon right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So that's yeah. that's a little overplayed. I encourage. Well, 
<laughs> maybe later tonight. Actually, you know what? Even before bed, I wouldn't read this. No, uh, no, do not. Maybe no. when you're on the John on break at work or something like that. And just say, hey, I got about 15 minutes. We'll read this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vince McMahon. You're uh, he, probably not going to hear from him for a while. He's a, he's in a bad spot right now. But uh, you, we were talking off air, and I think that Vince McMahon did the $5 billion deal with Netflix. And I think he knew this was about to come out. Like, I think that is his way to, like, you know, get get five billion more dollars before heading out and not talking for x amount of years or however long we don't hear from any anymore yeah that's uh uh, i I read some of that stuff that he allegedly did during the uh menage trois and i i gasped i don't don't gasp often phil because i've heard and seen a lot of things but i gasped when i read that strebel gasping i I, (gasps) went 454 clutch my pearls yeah, I would say I don't think we're going to get a Bobby V. Antonio. No, 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 uh, no. Bobby V. cannot read yeah, he, this. I don't think Bobby V. can read no, no. this at the Antonio. He borderline should not have read the Antonio Brown stuff. <laughs> yeah, this there's probably no shot of Bob reading. No, 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 no. Even though I wish it would happen. Maybe on an uncensored podcast. ESPN Louisville Maybe Plus. Maybe Wednesday. Bob. Yeah, ESPN Louisville <laughs> Plus with Justin Sofro will have Bob Valvano read the Vince McMahon article uh, and what happened during the menage a trois. Oh, boy. Yeah. Zach, yeah. any thoughts on that? 601. He just said up. no. 601. I, I like having my job. So. Now, real quick, before before Phil has to leave, we yes. get Andy on. Uh, Zach, how did the weekend with the boys go? Oh, it was pretty good, man. What, what, so what did y'all end up doing? Oh, we just bar hopped, went to the Blues Bar, watched the playoff games. How about oh, that? Oh, I heard him go. and Taylor talking about their two different 30-ish year yes. olds. It's like Taylor and his wife went out to the Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> they went to Derby City Gaming. Oh, wow. Uh, and then they went, were home by 9 p.m. Zach was like... Yeah, my night's just getting started. Yeah, I'm yeah, just nine p.m. We're get, we're just getting started. This is, what time did you make it home? What time did you crawl into bed? Uh, about three. Whoa! And he was here bright and early for SMH. I told him. I said, Zach, take take a take day the off. day off. You you could take a day off. We could fight it. We can maybe do some other things with that. So I'm I'm trying to. Oh, nudge it'll happen. I know it'll happen, but because in a, a couple of weeks, I think Tennessee and Kentucky play like an eight thirty game, and I'll be doing post game at. I don't know, 11 or something. 11 so. midnight. We, yeah. we opened Pandora's box with that ESPN Louisville Plus Twitter space. So get off the Lance. They get a little comfy in those little. Uh, yeah. So there may be some more of those coming Grab up. Grab the bull by the horns, as I they say. I think that's about right. All right. Well, Phil, appreciate you sitting in. Of course, man. my man. Yeah. Well, we had a good time today. Had fun. Always have a good time. Veer off into all kinds of different subjects when you're in the show with us. It's just fantastic. So, hey, let's uh, let's take a break. And then on the other end. We'll go ahead and get Andy Sweeney on air. Sana Troll of Louisville. That's the place to go for security here in the Kentucky Anna area. 355 star reviews on Google. Over uh, Family operated and owned for over 35 years. Uh, they have a team of local experts that will work with you from tailoring your system to your home or business needs to servicing your system down the road. They have the best technicians, the best technology. They've got everything you need. Give a call at 502-966-8999 or go to SonatrolKY.com. That's SonatrolKY.com. Get all your security needs with these folks through the folks I trust. Again, locally family owned and operated over 25 years, 35 years. They don't just do security. They do cameras, badge access, fire monitoring. You can do it all from your phone. SonicTrollKY.com. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.